D-S-N-Y. Yeah, I forgot about the Zoom thing. Bam. I forgot it talks back now. Bam. I totally forgot about that. I was just going to say last week, I, I completely forgot to introduce the podcast whatsoever. Um, I'm pretty sure this is episode 106. So let's go with that. This is episode 106 of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, XL Media, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. I mean, all those sponsors, they're important to us, Allison. I can't believe I forgot about them in episode 105. They're, they're all so important. That was um, rather rude of you. Yeah, super rude of me. Uh, the Knicks right now, they're, I, I have to hand up. I'm not watching the Yankee game right now. I know there's a Yankee game on, uh, but my Knicks are in the playoffs and my Knicks are never in the playoffs. And it looks like they're going to be tied at the end of the first quarter here. So it's a little bit, a little bit nerve wracking. I'm kind of, I'm kind of nervous because they're down three, one in the series. If they lose today, it's all over. Uh, yep. They're going to be tied at the end of the first. So it's not, it's not a good situation for me, Allison. I'm not well, in a good I'm mental state. finally space. watching the Yankees and um, you are not going to bother me by telling me what's happening. So this exactly. is great news for Instead, me. Instead, it's going to be the exact opposite. You're going to be telling me what's happening and I, I won't be, you know, on any kind of delay. So it's not like I'm missing out on anything. It's you're going to be my only source of Yankees news. Uh, speaking of Yankees news uh, this week, this week sucked. This is a bad this week. week was terrible. <laughs> I'm just all around fun. it was terrible i mean oh, yeah you know i said it last week you go into detroit and we were saying we have two big series coming up against the tampa bay rays and the boston red sox the two teams that are ahead of you in the al east right now so you have this this basement dwelling detroit tigers team that you can go into detroit you can have a good series in detroit get yourself right ahead of these super crucial games that are very important right now. This is probably the most important seven-game stretch that the Yankees have in the first, let's say, three months of the season. You know, we're two months in right now. This is going to be, I don't know, um, two months in one week. Like, this is the most important week right here. And we come into it getting fucking swept by the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers, Allison. The Tigers suck. Listen, I know. I've seen them. They suck. But apparently they were good enough to sweep the Yankees. That's oh man, it's just it's so frustrating, you know, because this is this is the Yankees, man. This is supposed to be the Bronx Bombers, and all we're getting right now is pitching, the exact opposite of everything we've been complaining about for the last like two, three years. I would say since this very podcast started, the only thing we've ever complained about is the Yankees have so much offense, but they need starting pitching. They need starting pitching so badly. This year, finally. We're getting good starting pitching from like everybody. Like even Domingo Herman is pitching well. Jordan Montgomery is throwing pretty well. He has some stinkers, yeah, but he also has some really great games. You have Garrett Cole, Corey Kluber, Jameson Tyone. You're finally excited about the Yankees pitching staff, and the offense doesn't show up for two months. This isn't like a this isn't a, a short dry spell for the Yankees offense. There are four players right now who have an above average weighted runs created. And I, 
I know two of them are Gary Sanchez and Kyle Higashioka. Guess what? Can't play them at the same time. They're both catchers. So you're not playing them at the same time with the DH. Maybe. Yes. But that undercuts the, the point, the angry right. point that I'm trying to make. It's Aaron judge is having a fantastic year. John Carlos Stanton, who since coming off the IL last week has been complete dog shit. And Gary Sanchez and Kyle Higashioka, who you can't play at the same time. So even when the Yankees are fully healthy, as healthy can be right now, with the lineup that we've had over the past two months, only three of the guys in the lineup are above average league hitters. The Yankees, Allison, three above average hitters. The Bronx Bombers. That is quite literally their name. It's, it's, I don't, I don't even know what to say about it. Cause I feel like, you know, we're, we're two months in. So this is the point where the good teams are separating themselves from the bad teams. I think the only team they should be. Yes. Yeah. And they should be. I think the only team that's, that's in heavy contention right now that probably shouldn't be is the San Francisco giants. And I mean, they're like, they're an analytically based team. So maybe they're doing a little bit of what the Rays do and they're just finding those ways to win. So, you know, good for the giants. They're maybe going to compete in the NL West. They're eventually going to get blown out by the Dodgers and Padres, but I don't think a wild card is out of the picture for them, but that's besides the point right now is the time where the good teams are separating themselves from the bad teams. And the Yankees are down almost five games to the Rays, And they're still behind the Red Sox too. This is very true. And like we mentioned last week, this is the biggest stretch of the season. This is so, so important. And, oh, Knicks are doing well, huh? Yeah, they just retook the lead. Yes. Well, Glaber Torres just hit a double. So, boom. Yes, Glaber Torres. Go, New York. At least he's at least he's like kind of starting to come around. You saw it. You saw it in flashes. Offensively, um, sure. Defensively, Gio Rochelle at shortstop. All for it. Oh, yeah. I loved that. Yesterday when he when Gio was playing shortstop, he made I think he made the first play of the game. And I was like, he did. Oh, mm-hmm. Gio. Okay. Backhand. He had from some uh, Jeterian jump throws. I like to call him Jeterian. How do you pronounce that properly? Jeterian. I think Jeterian is pretty good. Jeterian. Jeterian. I'm going to emphasize the eat because, you know, Jeter. Just really awesome play. (laughs) He had some really (laughs) awesome plays yesterday. So it was really cool to see that, especially because it's a breath of fresh air since. Oh, another they're stringing hits together. Oh what is happening? Oh, my word. Odor just hit a single. It's first and third. Nobody out. Gary Sanchez at the dish. Gary Sanchez, he's he's having a little bit of a hot streak. He's coming into a, a nice stretch here. I think uh, I think Max Goodman tweeted out that in his last 18 at, or plate appearances, he has three walks and seven hits. Pretty good. It's pretty good, Gary. That's probably why it. you're. I'll take it. Yeah, it's probably why he's one of three players or four players with an above average weighted runs created. That's just crazy. It's, you know, and I was talking actually with my parents about this. Um, the Yankees are just so streaky every single year. They win eight in a row and then all of a sudden they lose nine of their next 10. It's just why how that that's baseball. That's, you know, that's how baseball yeah, always is. You have these these peaks and valleys, but it feels like the valleys have been a lot worse. Yeah. Like it's literally you're climbing an Adirondack 46 or then all of a sudden you're all the way down someplace low. I don't know. Mariana trench. Yeah. Let's go with that. That one out of my back pocket. Thank you. Geography. (laughs) So really, I mean like the highs and lows are so extreme. Like every baseball season is going to have ebbs and flows, but 
the Yankees just tend to take it to the next level. They're overdramatic. That's what's happening. Absolutely. And I think, I think the scary thing is that in the past couple of years, you know, when, when the Yankees have kind of stalled on offense, mm -hmm. it's because everyone's injured. Um, you know, Luke Voigt goes down, Giancarlo Stanton goes down, Aaron Judge goes down, and now you're playing with, you know, Cameron Mabin, Mike Ford, goddamn Rugnetto Door, and you're thinking, all right, well, this this isn't the lineup that we're going to have come October, you know, praying everybody gets healthy. This isn't the lineup. Well, right now, with the exception of Rugnetto Door, this is the lineup. This is what we have for the rest of the year. You know, John, even John Carlos Stanton is, is in the lineup almost every single day now. And, you know, everyone except Luke Voigt is pretty much healthy and they're still not hitting like Clint Frazier. I mean, good for Clint Frazier. He gets that walk off Homer yesterday. Uh, hopefully that's a little bit he of a turning that. point. Yeah. Hopefully that's a turning point for him, but he's been, he hasn't been doing anything and it's like the greatest Uno reverse of all time. I tweeted this yesterday and it was an awesome tweet. So I got to repeat it again. The greatest Uno reverse of all time was Clint Frazier becoming a gold glove defender and forgetting how to hit. That's the opposite of what we thought Clint Frazier was and Miguel Andujar in left field every day, every damn day. Like mm -hmm. what is going on? Right, right. Exactly. It is absurd. And now Aaron Judge is playing center field tonight. So, yeah, not the first time he's done that. And I'm actually I'm weirdly confident in him because he is an elite defensive right fielder. His arm is elite. He's really good at reading balls. And I think, you know, he'd probably be a lot better defensively if there wasn't that that whole CC Sabathia telling him like, hey, man, don't go crazy out there, because if you get hurt diving for a diving for a ball, you know, that's the difference between, okay, we don't get this out and okay, we just lost you for two fucking months. So don't go right. crazy out there. Um, but I, I have no problem with him taking center field. I, I think he can handle it. He's not going to be an above average defensive center fielder probably, but I think he can do a fine job in the just kind of bridging the gap until we can figure out what to do with center field. Cause I hate to say it, Allison, I'm starting to think Brett Gardner might not be the answer. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. I mean, he is a left fielder. That's why. Duh. Yeah. I mean, defensively, I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, Brett Gardner, he is, he is a true center fielder. Who's just been playing left field for us. Cause we've had this spoil of spoil of riches. And now we're looking at I, Brett Gardner and being like, well, can you hit a little bit too? Cause nobody else like is doing that. that. Yeah. I still waiting that for that good. first Guardy party video. I know. I'm just waiting. Like imagine it happens Oh, Gary Sanchez walked. Good. Good, Good. job, Gary. Good job, nice. Gary. I like Actually, it. Someone someone tweeted today after I don't know, after Gary's base running blunder yesterday that Gary Sanchez was the worst player in Major League Baseball. And oh, he got slammed for that. Now, I know we've Oof. all had our, our complaints about Gary. And this wasn't, you know, this was like a Phil Mushnick-esque situation where it's mm -hmm. like, have you actually been watching the games? Because Right now, Gary Sanchez is the only one who's actually hitting a little bit besides Aaron Judge. He's the only right. person in the lineup who's hitting a little bit. And yeah, I get it. He tried to run to third on a ground ball, hit to shortstop. That was stupid as fuck. You shouldn't have done that, Gary. But he also hit a double to get to second base. So pretty good. Right. What are you going to do? Well, the bases are juiced. Miguel and Duhar's up. There's no outs. You know what? You know what needs to be juiced? The balls. We need to rejuice the balls. Yeah. What the hell is going on there? 
I don't, you know, I, I always said I didn't think the Yankees needed the juice balls because we have, you know, Aaron Judge, Luke Voigt, Giancarlo Stanton, these fucking behemoth human beings. Like, there's no way that if they de-juice the balls, they're going to hit any less home runs. These guys don't hit wall scrapers. They're not DJ LeMayhew. No, these guys are hitting 450-foot tanks. And now, you know, we're looking at it like, oh, well, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing if the balls got rejuiced. <laughs> I think I think it would only make the game better. Like, I really don't see... I don't see a problem, but no, and the I, offense league wide is down. This is, you know, the yes, worst exactly. offensive season since I think like 2010 so far. And that's, that's not a good sign. I mean, I know we wanted to get the, the juice balls out of the game to put more balls in play, but I hardly think that was the problem. <laughs> it was definitely not the problem. It's also not really the solution. Yeah. All right. Let's do, let's do this. First two months of the season, we have a pretty good idea of what the Yankees are now. What are you what are you pleased with and what are you disappointed in? Right now, I'm super, super disappointed with Brett Gardner. Ooh. I'm really disappointed in him right now. I I am. I love him defensively. I think he's a great asset to any team. Something's not right there. He's just not doing his job. And I'm not saying they signed him for offensive reasons, but now he's playing every day like we kind of anticipated he would be. And he's really not doing anything. And that really disappoints me. That's fair. That's a fair, you know, even even you have to admit that Brett Gardner's not really pulling his weight right now. And when Allison Correct. admits that Brett Gardner's not doing his job, that's when you know it's it, the situation is dire. The situation right, is dire. Right, right, exactly. If I can admit that of all people, then it must be true. What's exciting? And I have been so far overly impressed with the pitching, both out of the bullpen and from the starting rotation. And that's not something that I've been positive about these past couple of years. I really, really am enjoying seeing Aroldis Chapman kind of come back and be that guy again um, for their closer and actually have a dominant closer. It feels good. It feels really good. And I feel like I haven't felt that way since he's been on the team, to be completely honest. Um, starting pitching wise, obviously having Garrett Cole makes things so much easier because, well, he's an ace. We finally have an ace, like an bonafide actual ace once that a week you know something. yeah once a week you know you have a guy who can just go get you a win right you need exactly it. anytime Garrett Cole's on the mound I am 100% confident that that game is going to be a win and if it's not it's because the Yankees offense can't hit because Garrett Cole gives up two runs Yankees should be able to score that Garrett Cole gives up four runs the Yankees still should be able to score that Offense is by far the most disappointing in general. Um, you know, it's been, you get all the, all off season. We're talking about the home run hitters. We're talking about how great this offense is, how powerful this lineup is, how this rotation is meh, except for Max, uh, our buddy, Max, Max. Oh my God. I almost forgot his name. You almost forgot Max's name. Oh <laughs> Maybe my he God. should come back to our podcast. Hmm. I think so. I think we're going to have to have him back on. Yep, that's Just, a problem. Do you, let me ask you, do you even remember his last name? I was going to say Greenfield, but. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't even sound sure now. You're like, how I don't know. But I'm not positive. Yes, it's Greenfield. Of course, Max Greenfield, our official stats genius. Once again, much better title than stats guru uh, at Emily Nyman at Breaking Balls. Uh, just keep that podcast beef rolling. 
Yeah, absolutely. But no, um, offensively, I've been so, so disappointed. And I'm not sure if it's just because I overhyped them or everyone else overhyped them, but they just do not look good. And I know a lot of people say home runs are a great thing, but when you're swinging for the fences and you're not focusing on stringing hits together, it can really, really, really put a damper on things. Yeah, but I mean, there's, you know, there's also the the dawn of the pitcher where it's just a lot harder to string hits together. And, you know, everyone has such advanced defensive analytics that they can pretty much tell you exactly where you're going to hit the ball. And, you know, the Padres put Manny Machado out and halfway to right field. And he he comes all the way over from third base. And like, imagine doing that like 20 years ago, no one would even consider that, but they have these numbers now where like, yeah, this guy's coming up. Joey Gallo's coming up this is exactly where he's going to hit it. If he hits it on the ground, it's going right to Manny Machado and he's just going to throw him out from right field to first base. And that's like, that's a crazy thing. It makes it so much more difficult for players to just hit for contact and get two hits in a row. So now you you have to hit a home run because it's the only thing that can't be defended. And if you get a mistake pitch, the next guy might not get one. But the problem is if you don't get a mistake pitch, like you got to find a way to put it, at least put it into play. Yeah, that's that is one of the Yankees' main problems. They strike out a lot. And I know it's a byproduct of their approach. And statistically, they're going to score a lot more runs if they do it this way. But there are a lot of times when all we're asking for is just put a ball in play, hit a ground ball, a run will score, hit a sack fly, a run will score, and it results right. in a strikeout. And that's, you know, we're not asking for that much. Just do something, man. <laughs> Well, Clint Fraser just got a hit with the bases loaded, and it looks like two runs have scored. Oh, yes. Thank God. Oh, my for heavens. Clint Frazier. A base hit with the bases loaded instead of a grand slam. Oh, my God. Oh, golly gee. What? The anal- a analytics thing. are going to kill him. Nerds are going to kill him for that. They're going to slam him. He's going to get dragged for that. Hey, listen, though, that's a that's a good piece of hitting by Clint Frazier. Absolutely. I'm I'm really hoping that that walk-off home run he had last night is it's it's got to be a turning point for him and for the Yankees because we haven't right. had anything like that yet. Like we've had a couple walk-off hits, but it it hasn't really felt like, you know, last night when Clint Frazier gets that hit, it's not excitement, it's relief. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we beat the Rays. I think we can do this again tomorrow. I think we can we can get this going. Clint Frazier is in the dugout saying like, "All right, I hit a home run." Like I'm feeling a little bit better at the plate now. And now he's got a hit today, two RBIs today. That's great. Mm-hmm. Good for Clint Frazier. Uh, he was going to be the most disappointing candidate for me. Um, oh, really? But, yeah. But now he's turning it around. It was just because I have such a strong attachment, emotional attachment to Clint Frazier. I love Clint Frazier. Psychopath. That's, you know, the first article I ever wrote about baseball was about what the hell are the Yankees mm-hmm. going to do with Clint Frazier. So I was like, I just want to see this guy play. He's awesome. I just want to see him play consistently. And it took great three years for us to get to that point where he's playing consistently. And as soon as he gets that chance, when they hand him the left field job and said, all right, kid, it's yours. He shits the bed for the first two months of the season. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that was huge disappointment for me. And hopefully he's turning it around because I love Clint Frazier. I probably, probably the player I have the strongest emotional attachment to in all of major league baseball. Um, That's that's saying something. Wow. Oh yeah. Love Clint Frazier. I can't wait for him to take over Brett Gardner for me. It's definitely Gio Urshela. I just Gio Urshela is a strong one, right? Exactly. Strong candidate. Just a great guy. I I feel like I say that every single week. I'm like Gio Urshela. Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah. He he just is. He's just awesome. He's just Gio Urshela. Gio being Gio. 
Exactly. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting, most disappointing candidate. But I can I can see where you're coming from for sure. Um, right now, enough. I mean, I could go through a ton of disappointments, but one of the big ones is DJ LeMahieu. Yes. He just he does not look like he's all there at the plate. I am I am particularly concerned about DJ LeMahieu uh, because of the non-juiced ball of it all, mm. the unjuiced ball. And, you know, he has his best offensive season of his career last year with the most juiced ball that has ever existed. He wins a batting title. He's hitting home runs. He's hitting with runners in scoring position. It's all great. And now this year they de-juice the balls. Uh, Offense is down around the league. But DJ LeMayhew, mm-hmm. who won a fucking batting title last year, isn't even a league average hitter this year. And that's right. like that's extremely concerning for me because if DJ LeMayhew's you know, if his best offensive seasons were entirely a product of the juice ball, which I know his bat to ball skills, like that's probably going to come around and it's going to be fine. But you know, if, if he's not going to hit for power, if he's going to hit more ground balls that, that stay in the infield and don't find outfield grass, that's going to be a huge problem for five years. We signed Mm -hmm. this guy for five years, Allison. We can't be Mm -hmm. having 93 weighted runs created plus DJ LeMay. You can't have it. Can't have it. I mean, I have total faith in DJ LeMayhew. Like you mentioned, just his fundamental skills are just so good. And even in Colorado, he was just a solid hitter. I feel like right now, and I was just watching his uh, most recent at bat where he struck out with runners on base. That's not what um, he did last year. He just didn't do yeah. that last year. He's, But now he's also chasing pitches. He yeah, chased his... about three pitches outside of the zone. I'm going um, to double check his... his uh the change in strikeout rate. I think it doubled. I'm pretty sure it doubled okay. this year. And that's, that's yeah. a really bad sign for TJ. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, DJ LeMahieu looks like he's literally all over the place. He doesn't look like he's focused at the plate. Once again, we did mention last week a little bit more about um, what we were what we were thinking is going on with him. And he has been switching positions a lot. He's been, you know, really kind of having to be that utility guy. And maybe his focus right now was more on defense. He's got he's got a lot going on. But last night he also made a pretty pretty bad error for DJ LeMahieu. Um, so I, I'm not really sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of focusing more on the defensive end and not as much offensively. Cause it does not look like he's all there. Yeah. Last year, strikeout percentage, top 1% of the league, 9.7%. He struck out this year, 17.1, almost <sighs> double, almost double his barrel rate. 1.8. That's bad. That's very bad. That's bottom 4% of the league. Exit velocity under 90 miles per hour for the first time since 2017. These are these are not good numbers. This right. is bad. No, it does, it does not look good, my friend. Um, but hopefully he can turn it around. Maybe as the warmer weather comes, his bat will heat up too. Positive Maybe. thinking, positive thinking. Positive thinking. That's I mean, that's all we can do. And you know, you just uh, you look at a guy like DJ LeMahieu, and he fixed a huge problem for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. When the Yankees, oh, yeah. you know, in 2018, our biggest problem was we couldn't hit with runners in scoring position. We can get guys on second base and third base all fucking day, and they were not going to come around to score. That was a huge problem. DJ LeMahieu comes in, fixes that immediately. The Yankees become one of the best. Yeah, there's Tori. Uh, be- Yankees become one of the best teams in the league with runners in scoring position. A lot, a huge part because DJ LeMahieu was so good at just hitting for contact put the ball in play. It's going to find a hole. And now 
we're finding out that, hey, if DJ LeMahieu isn't making that much contact, not a great hitter. Not very good. It's not, you know, an Aaron Judge situation where, or a Giancarlo Stanton situation where he can hit 250 and still produce offense. If DJ LeMahieu isn't hitting over 300, it's probably not doing jack shit for the team. Besides playing solid defense. Besides solid defense. Offensively. He's not doing shit offensively. Correct. Nope. I, I see exactly where you're coming from. Absolutely. I, it's It's been really, really tough to watch, to be completely honest. And in fact, this past week in general was just really tough to watch because we literally came on the podcast last week, all gung-ho, all super excited. The Yankees were looking great. Well, things change. It's like flipping the switch weekly. It's what we do. You know, one week, the Yankees are on a losing streak. We're all doom and gloom. And the next week, they're on a winning streak and everything is fine. The Yankees championship is back on. And now we're in the doom and gloom week. We're like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this team doesn't even make the playoffs. I don't think that's actually going to happen. The Yankees are going to yeah, make the playoffs. I yeah, I know. Um, but quite honestly, like we also mentioned, um, I think it was last week. This is kind of the biggest stretch of the season for them. The Yankees have to learn how to handle their AL East opponents and especially the Rays because the Rays were literally what 26 and five. The Rays own our souls. They do. But they, they were 26 the and five last month. That is unheard of. Yeah. And you know, you expect that the Rays are after such a good month, they got to come down from that high. Eventually they're not that team. We know they're right. not that team. They are statistically worse than they were last year, but you know, you get on a hot streak and that hot streak just keeps on rolling. And now, you know, you're facing off against the Yankees, a division rival. And you know, the Yankees are the at home pumping. This is, this is now a rivalry. I mean, more so than the Yankees Red Sox at the moment. So that's this not even saying the is. Red Sox are good too. And maybe, you know, maybe this weekend with the Red Sox in, in town, mm -hmm. you kind of get back to that Yankees Red Sox hatred. Um, or or at least it starts up again because that hasn't really been a thing since the Tyler Austin incident. Uh Guess what, what happened? I'm I'm doing it again. This weekend, I'm going to Connecticut for a wedding and I'm hanging out with all of my boyfriend's friends who are all Red Sox fans again. Ooh, right into Why enemy do I do territory. This? Right into enemy territory. Ugh. That's bad. Let's see. I just want to double check the standings. That's bad. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to see if there's any chance that the Yankees can overtake them. Um. Ooh. Yeah. No. I don't think. I don't think mathematically the Yankees are going to be ahead of the Red Sox in the division. So mm -hmm. you're going to have to. You're going to have to deal with that. Oh dear. Oh gosh. I. I need some. I need some good comebacks. I need some good. You know, things to say. Twenty-seven rings. Topics of conversation. <laughs> please. Yeah. So, we'll, any, we'll come up advice. with something. I'll, uh, we'll, we'll put together a little list of, of when somebody comes up to you and says, how are the Yankees doing compared to the Red Sox conversation diverter <laughs> flip out my little index card and be like, well, the weather is great here today. It's 82. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a robot. You sound like the zoom robot. You are now being recorded. You know, recently I've been speaking a lot in robot talk robot voice not sure why but yeah that's exactly how i'll speak to just so i could freak everyone out so that they don't want to talk to me oh my god just pull out some random facts like just, yeah. we'll go we'll just find every snapple fact that has ever existed and we'll put all the bottle caps in your purse and then when Did you're you walking yeah when you're walking around and someone comes up to you and says oh it looks like the red Sox are ahead of the yankees here's a snapple fact for you <laughs> Okay, well, here's something better. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, actually, it's funny that um, that you mentioned that. Um, I have I was an RA in college, and for the Super Bowl coming up, my floor was all girls, and they knew nothing about football. They just knew nothing. Um, and I was obsessed with football. So I'm like, oh my God, this is my opportunity to teach these people like things that they can, you know, talk about and learn about. Like I want to help them learn. So I literally I hosted an event and I called it the Stuper Bowl. And I had these girls come to this event and I gave them all index cards with individual facts about each team for the Super Bowl. You know, put it in their pocket, and I I don't remember what year it was, but whatever year it was, um, I had some like facts about the quarterback or something, and you know where he went to school and like records. It might it must have been Eli Manning, and at some point, but anyway, so I gave them those index cards, and one of the girls, like a couple weeks later, she's like, Allison, I forgot to tell you, I used your index card. She's like, I pulled it out of my pocket just enough so I could see. And they were so impressed. <laughs> and I was like, yes, this is it. So I know how to make these index cards with topics of conversation. I will happily do it. You did it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll dig um, up some dirt on some Red Sox players so that I can just be like, oh, that guy just hit a home run. Well, he's a douchebag. You know what you got to do? Tell him, well, how's Franchi Cordero doing? You know, that guy that, you know, you sent Andrew Benatendi off to Kansas City. How are they? How are those numbers lining up? Because Andrew Benatendi is having a much better season than Franchi oh, yeah. Cordero. I think Franchi Cordero got sent down. Really? Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. How's uh, Adam Adovino? You like him? You paid for him. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think, I think Adovino is actually doing okay for that. I think he's doing okay, too. <laughs> we'll find out this weekend. I'm sure Adam Adovino is going to pitch against the Yankees this weekend. That's, that's just a fact. Oh, There's sure. going to come a time when Adam Adovino returns to the Bronx and oh my god are we gonna let him have it and by the way off topic we gotta stop with this fuck Altuve chant we gotta stop oh yeah this just makes us look like fools I mean they broke it out at the Knicks game Allison they're chanting fuck Altuve at the Knicks game they're chanting fuck Altuve against the Tigers they're chanting fuck Altuve against the Rays Jose Altuve hasn't been here in like a month and a half (laughs) just let it go but that is kind of funny. At the same time, though, rent free. We do not want to have give the Astros fans anything to hold over our heads. We can't do that. It's exactly. It's just just let it go, man. Wait until they come back and then you can let them have it again. But I, it feels like everyone just like not everyone went to the Astros series, obviously. So now everyone who didn't go when they show up to the stadium, they're like, oh, no, I got to get my fuck Altuve chant in. Like I got to hit the quota. Find a new one, you know, maybe something a little more appropriate for yeah. you know the stadium. I but that, I that fuck Altuve chant quickly turned into a Trey Young is balding chant. That was a good one. I liked that one. <laughs> Got the worst <laughs> hair of all time. The worst hair I've ever seen. I mean, you play in the NBA guy, you're on national television almost nightly. Like, get better hair. You can afford it. You think? Oh no. That was yeah. that was the deepest in and out three pointer I've ever seen. It went around the rim like twice. Well, the Yankees just made an error at the same time. So. Oh, Uh-oh. that's bad. That's oh, bad. No. Who made the error? Uh, Odor. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, he tried to do a fancy spin move from second base on the ground ball, and he just threw it past Glaber Torres, and it was definitely past Glaber Torres. It was not something that he should have gotten. Mm, that's not good. Um. I'll also say something I am a little bit excited about for the Yankees. 
uh, all the Cattell Marte talk that's popping up. I know the Yankees aren't all that interested in Cattell Marte yet, uh, or at least they haven't said they're interested. They're not interested in. Yeah, and that means they're definitely not interested in Delano DeShields. Fuck Delano DeShields. I don't have anything against him personally. I just don't want it anywhere near this team. But Cattell Marte, I like Cattell Marte a lot. And he plays center field. He plays second base. He can play shortstop. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about that at the trade deadline. Got a good contract situation. We're going to have to give up a haul for him. It's going to be, I don't know. It's probably going to be, you know, Clint or Andujar, Estevan Florial, Davey Garcia, like th- basically anyone who's been included for a trade package for a star player in the last three years by Yankees fans, they're going to be in this trade for Cattell Marte. Uh, but I don't know, man. I If we got Cattell Marte, I'd feel a lot better. I like him a lot. I mean, much better option than, <laughs> than Delano Shields, for Fuck sure. Delano to Shields. And that's, so you know, I know next you're year, very happy about that. Yeah. And next year, you know, Aaron Hicks comes back. Maybe he's not the starting outfielder anymore, or maybe he moves to left field or right field. Who knows? We have options. And uh, tell Marte, switch hitter, switch hitter. I like that. We'll see. Always a good sign. Left-handed that's, hitters. That's what I'm excited not about. Not doing so hot. Yeah. That's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about a potential Cattell Marte trade down the line. I don't know if the Yankees have the pieces to make it work. I'd have to see who else could possibly be bidding on him. I'm sure there's plenty of teams because he oh, has yeah, so I'm much sure. defensive versatility. Like everybody needs an outfielder. Everyone needs a middle infielder. Um, so I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I agree. No, I mean, the, the trade talks are pretty good. Obviously, it's something that the Yankees so desperately need with Aaron Hicks going down. So. Um, I was just looking up a few stats because I also wanted to briefly discuss the fact that the Yankees suck on defense. Bad, um, bad defensively and bad base running. You see the stat that they put up yesterday when Gary Sanchez ran into that out. The Yankees have run coming at this time yesterday. I don't know what how it updated, but the Yankees mm-hmm. had run into 27 outs on the base path. The MLB average, 15 we are almost double the average in running into right, outs on the base path. Let's go into that also a little bit more. Um, the Yankees have grounded into over 10 double plays with runners in scoring position. Bad, bad, bad. number, bad number. Bad. And also in the past four games, they've had six errors. Bad, so bad, bad. such a bad number. Bad, very, very bad. In fact, they've had at least one error in the last four games. That's no, we don't want that. We don't want that. We want it's a great streak four games in a row. Absolutely. No, it's great. It's a new streak. Yeah. That's not the kind of streak we want. That's like, that's like the Chris Davis hitless streak. Like, Oh, is he going to make it to 80 at bats without a single hit? Like, no, but you got to admit it's fun to watch. Yeah. It like it. Cool. This is cool. If you get to like a record status and you're like, Oh, I wonder like maybe they do just make an error today. Just set the record. And then, you know, tomorrow we'll go back to playing good defense. No, stop. No, hard pass. I'm very interested when it's not the Yankees and they're just infamous records, like records that you're like, wow, that sucks that you have this record, but it's also kind of hilarious that we still keep track of this. Oh, oh yeah. How did they even keep track of that stuff back in like Babe Ruth's day? I don't know. Like they just like put up a, put up a giant sign, like a billboard where the scoreboard is like Lou Gehrig. No, not Lou Gehrig. Today is Lou Gehrig's day. I can't do that to him. Um, 
oh, what's a like old old Haas Radburn? That's a good baseball name. That's a good old timey baseball name. Old Haas Radburn has now gone 17 consecutive appearances without a single strikeout. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but those those stats are really funny when they pull them up. Of course, not when it's the Yankees, because usually that just makes me more and more irritated. But when it's like the Red Sox or something, even Astros, it pops up pretty funny i'll love any a bad astros stat i love it i'll eat it up if the astros made 10 errors in 10 games i'd be like all right yeah that's let's keep that going let's see if we can make it 20 okay mlb's app is still ahead of the game this guy who's standing on third base for the rays looks like he's 10 years old who is that man i don't know i don't either I'll figure it out. Remember how you told me last week how, um, or a couple of weeks ago, that you, the Rays didn't know what they were doing, and now all of a sudden they're good? Yeah, no, yeah, that one really blew up in my face. Yeah, it kind of did. I was thinking about that all week, actually. Yeah, that's, nope, not good. Not what we want to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, the Rays, because I, I kind of feel like I said it, you know, before the season started that the Rays are going to be considerably worse than they were last year, but it's the Rays. So they're obviously still somehow going to find a way to be a a pain in the ass for the Yankees. And now we figured out how they're going to be a pain in the ass. They're just going to win. That's it. So I, I believe and quote me if I might be wrong, you know, so just tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe at the beginning of the season, when you expressed concerns over nobody, in the AL East, I said, I don't know about those Rays. Like, I'm worried about them still. You didn't believe me, James. No, I didn't. I was I was honestly, faith. I was more concerned about the Blue Jays than the Rays after they traded away Blake Snell and lost Charlie Morton. I was still Morton. worried about the Blue Jays. I still am worried about the Blue Jays. I'm still worried yeah. about anyone in Blue the Jays AL East played East us pretty well. The Blue Jays played us well. The Yankees never play well against the AL East. And that is such a sad, sad thing. Yeah, well, apparently we don't play too well against the Central either. Uh, but we do. We just get too overconfident, and then we're like, oh, right. Spencer Turnbull, he threw a no-hitter. Ah! Oh, Spencer Turnbull. I can't believe we're out here getting sliced and diced by Spencer fucking Turnbull. Like, come on, man. Come on. I said that about multiple pitchers this year. So That's because it's ridiculous. Yankees- we're the Yankees, man. We're supposed to be hitting these guys. Supposed to score five fucking runs off Spencer Turnbull. He's out here throwing like, oh, 10 Ks. No problem for Spencer Turnbull. I threw a no hitter. Like, shut up, Spencer. <sighs> well, sorry, didn't mean to hit a sore spot. Yeah, it's bad. It's not good. I'm not, I'm not happy this week. Although, you know what? Maybe, you know, today we're recording. The Yankees won yesterday. They might win today. Knock on wood. Maybe they hold on to this lead. Maybe they win again tomorrow. And, you know, when this episode actually drops and people listens to it, the Yankees are going to be on a three-game winning streak. And everyone's going to be like, what the hell are you complaining about, James? The Yankees are doing fine right now. Yeah, James, relax over there. (laughs) Oh, oh, man. All right, what what else you got for the Yankees? What else we got going on? For the Yankees, not a whole lot. Um... Actually, I don't think I have anything else. I have Luis Severino scheduled to make some rehab starts through his last sim game. He's throwing 97 on the fastball. That's a good sign for Luis. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Absolutely. Get some more help for this 
desperate need in the starting rotation since the starting rotation is always the Yankees problem. Now we can fix it by adding Luis Severino. What are we going to take out for Luis Severino once Corey Kluber comes back? It's going to be Jordan Montgomery, I guess. But he's pitching so well right now. Yeah, but I mean, I'm looking at it and, you know, you're not going to take out Jameson Tyone. Garrett Cole and Corey Kluber are locks. And then, you know, you're deciding pick two or three, Domingo Herman, Luis Severino, and and Jordan Montgomery. Right now, Domingo Herman's pitching really well, which again, another thing that I was wrong about because Domingo Herman gets hate. Yeah, he feeds off the hate, obviously. I trashed him for getting lit up in the Dominican League and looking like dog shit in spring training. And then all of a sudden, here comes Domingo Herman with a three ERA, like in your face, James. I didn't realize he was listening to the podcast. I still don't like him, but I mean, Jordan Montgomery is going to be the guy who gets the boot down to triple a. If Luis Severino comes back and Corey Kluber is healthy, like that's just how it is right now. And that sucks. Mm-hmm. So I love Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Montgomery, very wholesome. He has a cool dog, Domingo Herman, bad person. Yes. We love Gumby. We definitely support Gumby. And I just want to let you know too, that Tyler glass now pitched last night through seven strong innings against the Yankees was caught today playing chess in Washington square park for hours. Are you serious? I am serious. That's a pretty wild thing to do on your he day. Posted off. it on Snapchat. <laughs> I will say <clears throat> there's one thing that I'm most proud of in the world. And only like four people are going to get this joke. So it's probably not even worth it, but there is a game in Bryant park that they roll out in the summer called cub. It's K-U-B. Is that with the dowels you throw? The blocks, like giant wooden blocks. Allison, I cannot even tell you how fucking good I am at this game. I've only played it once. This game too. I've only played it once, but I went to, we went to Bryant Park with my college friends. It must have been like, like six years ago. We were freshmen in college, six, seven years ago. And we played this game and I drew a crowd. I was throwing the blocks so well that a crowd joined to to cheer me on. I was like, this is awesome. This is my, this is my crowning is so achievement. So much fun. That is such a solid game. And I'm life has so only been downhill you know from that moment. It's all downhill from there. Um, that's awesome. I'm glad that you know this game because that's one of my favorite summer games to play. I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to hit Brian Park up again. I, I mean, I guess I could have done it last year when I was actually living in the city, but then again, Corona. So mm-hmm. probably not a good idea to go throw wooden blocks around with strangers eh, probably not your best idea but who knows probably not uh well, i think that's all i have for the yankees well just uh new information new Uh-oh. zach Britton pitched tonight with double a somerset the patriots i believe um through one inning gave up one hit which was a two-run home run Ooh. uh struck out two walked one through 27 pitches Great. I'm not concerned about the home run. That's not Zach Britton. Zach Britton doesn't give up home runs. That's an outlier. So that's great. I think they lied to us. That's not real. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. Uh, All right. Zach Britton getting it together. We're going to have that nice working his way up. I would love to see him, uh, you know, come back up through the system. Obviously, he seems to be a piece that quite honestly, the bullpen has been so good right now that we really haven't noticed him missing. But just imagine what happens if he gets back to his usual form. Yeah. You finally, you push Chad green back to the seven in seventh mm-hmm. inning, Jonathan, the and Luis Sessa and 
who knows in the sixth, fifth, that bridge. Not that we need the bridge because all of our starting pitchers are so nasty. They can just go seven innings and turn it right over to Zach Britton and Rogers Chapman. How awesome would that be? How awesome. What a nice, what a nice change of pace. If only the offense didn't change pace. Right. Um, I do have a couple more quick Yankees things as I'm perusing through Twitter. Um, of course, as Gio Rochelle is up to bat and I just love the man, but um, obviously today is uh, Lou Gehrig day, which is super awesome. Um, obviously a big deal for Yankees fans. The Yankees fans tonight decided instead of chanting fuck Altuve to add Lou Gehrig's name to roll call, which yes. I think was awesome. That's great. Good job. Way to go. Real bleacher creatures. Which I, I don't it. know. Do we still have a beef with them? Did, did I don't Keith, think so. I think Keith, Keith squash kind of, that for us. Keith. Yeah. Keith kind of, uh, worked that out for us. Okay. That's good. <laughs> um, and then also in other news, I just saw on Twitter, Kyle Higashioka, the man is also a good man. He is raffling off his Memorial day and armed forces day game used gear to raise funds for, um, a, foundation called the special operations warrior foundation supporting surviving children of the fallen and children of all medal of honor recipients oh yeah way to go higgy so he posted a cute freaking adorable video because he doesn't really know how to do a selfie video so he's like the angle's bad but it's it's the greatest thing i don't know how to do it either so i could never be a tiktok star what a good man Good for Higgy. I love Higgy. He's just, he's wholesome. He's wholesome as hell. And he can shred, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, all right. I think that now wraps it up. You don't have anything else for the Yankees? I do not. No, I don't have anything else for the Yankees either. So we'll wrap it up there so that I can get back to this Knicks playoffs game. They're down five going into halftime. So luckily we missed the part of the podcast where Allison finds out if my heart is broken or not based on the results of the Knicks game. Um uh, so only one more half to go. And if the Knicks win, they get to keep playing. And if they lose, the season is over. And I'm positive they'll never make the playoffs again because that's just as soon as Knicks fans get excited, that's just what happens. Chef's all going to come crashing down. Um, but, you know, I'm just going to enjoy it while it lasts. Sounds good to me. All right. So we'll see you next week. All righty. All righty.